The Broadband Bunch at FiberConnect 2021. Brought to you by Utopia Fiber, building a more connected nation. By DXTEL, creators of the Harper Broadband Marketing Library. And by ETI Software Solutions, your zero-touch automation experts. FiberConnect 2021. If it's not fiber, it's not broadband. Hey everybody, this is Brad Hine and we're back at the Broadband Bunch here at the uh, the Gaylord Resort and Convention Center in Nashville and uh, our continuation of some episodes uh, this week for the Fiber Connect show. And with us, uh, we have Tom Counts from 3JS. Tom, how's it going? It's going great, Brad. It's good to see you again. I, I was surprised to find you here in the corner with the Broadband Bunch <laughs> after I was looking, where's ETI, where's ETI? And there you are, and I'm going, uh-oh, did something change? And you've explained it to me, and I think it's a great idea. I think what you're doing to help people understand the big picture of products and how they affect the, the, the great rollout of fiber today. Exactly, exactly. You know, ETI is uh, a big sponsor of the Broadband Bunch and uh, a lot of employees uh, volunteer for this endeavor across the industry to uh, to just share stories. It's as simple as that. And uh, you and I have known each other for quite a long time and I wanted to make sure uh, uh, you could share with our audience uh, a little bit of your story. So tell everybody about your role at 3GIS and, and maybe a little bit of history of 3GIS that you were involved with. Well, I started the company back in 2006, um, always knowing that I've been in this industry for 30 years now. Mm -hmm. So knowing that I am going to be probably ending my career with 3GIS. <clears throat> and it happened. So, but my career is not over. I, I hope not. Maybe I should ask somebody. But um, <laughs> we actually sold to um, SSP Innovations last December. December okay. 23rd is when we made the transaction happen. Mm -hmm. And I was no longer the CEO. I'm the artist, artist formerly known as CEO. I, <laughs> I love that name. And, uh, do you have a symbol? <laughs> I do have a symbol, <laughs> but I can't show you on a microphone. Um, but no, it, it's it was it was the right time. You know, we we talked to literally over 200 different suitors that were interested in 3GIS, mm -hmm. and we really found found the perfect fit. I mean, I, I, I'll still say it's like finding a unicorn when mm -hmm. we met SSP because yeah. they were culturally aligned. They understood Esri. They understood our market. Now, they've always been utility focused and not so much in, in telecom. And so when we said, okay, we can put two and two together here and get 22. And, and it, it, it really did work well. And, and Sky Perry, um, part of, I mean, he's the CEO of SSP. Yes. He is just a super guy to work with and work for. Um, which is kind of interesting for me to say today. I haven't worked for anybody in a long time. He's, he's a fine gentleman. I like to do it. I'm, I, I consider myself an advisor to the business now. Um, official title is EVP. But, I mean, I just I just go around trying to make sure everybody stays in their swim lanes. And, or the, the, the ball doesn't go into the gut. Gotcha. And, you know, gotcha. just to keep everybody safe and moving forward. I, I, I think, you know, just what you're doing here with the Broadband Bunch, um, I really think about marketing, messaging, getting the word out, letting people understand what we're doing. I think we all need to do a better job at that. Right. You know, and I walk around and I see I see companies I've known for years and still don't really know what they do. Right. Refining that message on an annual basis is so is so crucial to what we do. Um, so th just for some of our audience, explain to them exactly uh, what 3GIS does in the industry. Well, so my wife asks me that all the time. What, what do you do? <laughs> I said, okay, we're an asset management company at the end of the day. 
And, you know, every telephone company, they don't keep their assets in a warehouse. Mm-hmm. They're out there in the world. They're spatially connected. They have impact. They have, uh, from tax consequence to continuing property records to understanding Sarbanes-Oxley, all the way to how's the knee bone connected to the thigh bone. Mm-hmm. And so back when, you know, from my days at Intergraph to Mesa Solutions to Gordia Erickson to 3GIS, um, inventory has always been a challenge. Right. And, and then what we, what we talk about so many times, and, and actually I got into a big discussion about it earlier, earlier yesterday about posting, you know, because the data gets old if you don't have, if you don't do constant posting of, of your work orders and, and keeping your data up, right. up, up to date. And so <clears throat> we've always wanted to build an ecosystem that works with mobile tools, that, that, is, that, that can get data from the field, put it into the GIS, share that data out to the OSS, BSS, right? Um, years ago, the magical term was flow through provisioning. Really what it means is a, a, a common s- sense of record keeping that is the truth, a single truth. Um, and provisioning always says they've got it. Activation says I need it. GIS always says I have it. Right. right. And and how do you make all that work well together? And and so when we started 3GIS, actually, I came after coming out of Telcordia, I said, I want to do something simple. I don't want to do that anymore. That was really complicated and hard. So we started building a, a thin client, web-based, scalable, still scalable, but not so complicated fiber management tool. And not knowing any better, we, we, we kept growing, we kept going. And, and now 3GIS is completely an enterprise-capable, complex, but not complicated system. Gotcha. And that, that, I think that's what I'm most proud of, is we took a really hard problem and made it pretty easy to, to use. Gotcha. So, I mean, I, I, you know, a user manual shouldn't look like the New York City phone. Book. Right. You know, and I don't want that. So you, it should be Google obvious, I say. If you sit down at our system, you should be able to use it without really having a whole heck of a lot of Right, so so plan, design, construction, and end-to-end management. Maintaining uh, it, right. Yeah, that's right. Visualization of all your network assets. The whole kit and caboodle. Right. right. So historically, we weren't so much in the planning and designing side. Mm-hmm. It was really letting other people do that. It was usually Esri-based, to be honest with you. Right, oh. And then sucking that data in and then managing the assets through construction and post-construction. So now we've gone what I call to the left to the actual really planning and design. So we can, because so much of that is becoming automated now. Right. We, we're, we're working with our own technology and working with partners such as, you know, Comsoft and Atizio and Viari mm-hmm. to use their uh, auto planning engines. Oh, great. And so we can consume that, sorry about that. We can consume that in our in our system, do the auto planning, do the, do the design, create what I call, um, well, work packets or or permittable designs. So you can go from the design, get it permit ready, and you can always have a consistent package that you can produce for the city or the county or this whoever to review it. And those consistent packages make your designs go through so much easier. Instead of them seeing 12 different contractors selling 12 different packages that all look different and they all have to figure it out and then you know, some get approved and some don't. Once you start getting that consistent package over and over and over again, the approvals happen faster and faster. Wow. So you are the central system of record for all of that. Well, we hope to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so so some of our very large customers have 
positioned us that way. And that's okay. what we always wanted to be. Right. But it was always a, a hard fight because the provisioning guys always said, well, that's us. And I said, well, let's work together. Let's let's work in very much in the world of ETI, right? Right. Let's share that data in a, in a common geospatial database. But I mean, you may not really worry about the all the splice points. And you really, you're worrying about A to Z. You know, right. what are what are my endpoint connections? And, and sharing that with the with an OSS, a BSS, is a whole lot easier today than it used to be. You know. And, agreed. Absolutely and, agreed. Yeah. And so we're just so now with with 3GIS Web, we're just launching our what I call our true APIs. You know, we were using REST endpoints. We were very Esri centric. We're still very Esri centric. But to but to integrate with our system, you always needed to understand how to connect our system just through REST endpoints and, and get into the data. That's dangerous um, because you can also screw things up and break things. And so what we what we're now releasing is a very detailed and thorough API library. So people with their OSS and BSS systems that want to integrate with 3GIS, it's, it becomes very natural. That's fabulous. So that is the key to working openly with everybody that we're seeing on the floor right now yeah. as we sit here and, and chat. Yeah, I've sat through so many of these presentations for the Software Defined Network, the SDN, mm -hmm. and, and the Network Feature Virtualization. And it's all Web 2.0 architecture, and, and much like ETI. Right. You know, right. And, and so that's, we, 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 we completely embraced Web 2.0 when we started the company. But you know, it's taken a long time to really mature to the point where it is today. And it took a lot longer than I really thought it would. Mm -hmm. But it's a complicated industry. It's a complicated market. Telecommunications. I mean, we we want things to change overnight, and uh, you know we're we're happy to refine it a little bit quarterly and annually. And yeah. it, it's great to hear that you guys are getting there. This is that's a big release for you guys. And so it, as, it is. It is. As you walk around this conference, um, you know we're all. I, I've been joking, and I've said it a few times that we're all coming out of hibernation now, <laughs> and uh, and. <laughs> Now we're finally face to face in, uh, it, you know, in Fiber Connect. Now we haven't been this way in two years. So, what what are some of the new things that you're seeing? Are you excited about being here? You know, it, it's I'm excited about just being here. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I was I've got my 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 mask in my pocket, mm -hmm. but I think everybody here's vaccinated. You talk to. Yep. I've yep. had more hugs. And I mean, you know, grown men walking up giving you a hug is just not <laughs> something that you're used to doing at a fiber show, right? Yeah. That's how desperate we are to get out and get, get re-engaged again. Right. You so, can only be on Teams and uh, in Zoom so much, right? I know. We, we live for these things and face-to-face -face and contact and physical interaction like that. Well, you forget all the people you, I mean, you don't yeah. forget, but you take for granted the people you know, you used to see at shows all the time, and then you don't. Mm -hmm. And you realize, I miss these guys. And then you start walking around, seeing each other, I mean, you know, standing right here next to the Inch House guys. Yeah. They're competitors, but I love them. Yeah. I've known them for so long. Absolutely. We get along great. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you don't have to be enemies with your competitors. You can still be great. That's there's a great point. There's a there's enough out there, and especially with all the government money we've seen that, uh, that's being shared over the last few years. You know, we had the Connect America Fund, and then there's the CAF2. We yep. have RDOF, and I mean, there's the list goes on. Like, it, there's enough for everybody, and everybody has their niche. Well, that's where we find ourselves now. It's it's historically I've always sold to the to to the to the carrier, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And I have more activity in my booth now with the the DICOMs, the the contractors, the construction people, ah. because they're wanting to be able to produce these these construction-ready packages, right. permittable packages, mm -hmm. and they know that, hey, I can't do that with CAD anymore. You know, I can, yep. but it's hard, it takes a long time, and more and more, thank heavens, of the carriers are using 3GI software. Mm -hmm. 
and they would love to be able to, to create permittable designs in a system that will automatically be loaded right into the carrier's data Right, that API is going to help you with a lot of those guys too, isn't yes, it? Yes, it will. Yeah. Yes, it will. We just got off a call with one of our major major customers, and they're, they have built a bunch of, let's call it, connection points into our software, and it was painful, right? Because we didn't have all the APIs at the time. And now that we're releasing the APIs, they're, they're so happy because they can drop that entire development group, not development group, but right. development effort, I'll put it that way. Absolutely. And so just, I, th- I think, that's the one of the biggest changes. I mean, even two years ago, we saw the cons- the contractors, the construction companies, seeing more and more interest in our software. But they were never what I would call a focused customer, a market we really were attacking. Right. And they're attacking us now. Right. And right. that's awesome. I mean, you've spent 15 years just at 3GIS, right. but you know, before that, you know, you said 30 years in the business. So a lot of knowledge has gone into where you are today to, to actually have these folks recognize you. <laughs> I mean, that's old, amazing. I've survived. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were talking about MCI a little while ago. I mean, I, I remember I thought they were the smartest guys in the world when they were building their uh, right-of-ways down the railroad tracks. I thought that was genius, you know, because that's a straight line. Absolutely. They, anyway, that's a whole nother story. But yeah, I've been doing this a long time. I've seen a lot of changes. A lot of the same people are still here. Sometimes their shirts change. Mm-hmm. But, um, right. You know. So, so in the industry, you know, we talk about broadband as a general term for lots of different types of technology and infrastructure. So, are you guys working with a lot of uh, with with any wireless, fixed wireless type of uh, um, uh, uh, network and infrastructure oh, and yeah. planning for that? Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're doing a, a tremendous amount of densification. Okay. Um, and and so if you if you think about uh, fiber consumption today. You know, you'd, you'd run four strands to a fiber tower, right. you know, a 4G fiber tower, and they're a mile and a half apart. So with 5G rolling out like it, like it is, as fast as it's going, especially for 5G high band, um, these antennas are 300 feet apart. And some taking up to eight strands of fiber cable. Yeah. So now start doing the math. That, that's, that's some crazy numbers you're having to deal with. And that's, right. when I talk about 3GS being scalable, that was, I, I, when we started, we had no idea that was coming. We just wanted to be able to scale for the likes of a major carrier, you know, like, like a like a BT of the world. Right. And because right. when I'm, we, we did BT with uh, Network Engineer, it, it almost killed us, mm-hmm. just trying to scale up to their needs. Wow. Um, and so we wanted to make sure we built a system that could scale up like that from the ground up, never thinking about 5G. And, right. and so now with the cut with the carriers out there that are really starting to embrace in, in cities and municipalities, even, yep. they're saying, "Hey, I want to do this instead of having the carriers dig up my city. I'll dig it once. I'll make it an open open network. I'll lease it out." But they've got to put in a lot of fiber cable. They, I mean, I got absolutely, to, it's a staggering amount of fiber yes. cable they're putting in, right? Oh, yeah. But if they do it, they're in control of their destiny, and they're not going to have their city dug up and destroyed by these new carriers, which I think is pretty smart. Absolutely. But at the same time, you've got to have a system that can manage all that data. And we're going from, let's call it, tens of thousands of records to tens of millions of records. Yeah. And I never saw that coming. Wow. And um, to be honest, since our system is architected the way it is, where we are on AWS, we we have not had one hiccup in scale. That's fabulous to hear. Yes, I agree, (laughs) because I was terrified. When I started thinking about the number of records that were coming, because, you know, there's all the ports that go in with it, all the splices, connection points, I mean, attachment points on poles, all that has to be kept up with. And so when you've got so many more records to deal with, 
And I thought, this could really be bad. We could have a few more episodes, you know, after the, after the show about all this stuff, too. I think that would be very <laughs> fitting. I'd love to talk about it because it's exciting. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm, 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 I'm using up your day, Brad. It's really oh, nice Oh, not at all. It's, it's great to hear that you guys are working with uh, new 5G technology and, and designing that as well as, you know, our traditional fiber like we talk about here at Fiber Connect. But uh, I think the first time you and I met, I think, was actually here back in 2008. Oh, goodness. And I think... And so I wanted to ask you a question. I'm always curious for a company that's journeyed like yours. Um, I want to ask you the back to the future question. So if you knew then back in 2008, uh, something really important that would have helped you over the last, you know, 13, 15 years or so, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, that's a, that's a hard question. Back to the future. <laughs> that's a hard question. So, so if, if I knew then what I know now, what would I do different? Is yes. that really the, yes. the, the question? Yep. I, I think I would have approached mobile differently. Okay. And I think I w- we would be where we are today, mm-hmm. but I think we wasted a lot of time and a lot of ground getting to where we are today right. inefficiently. We built a product called Field Express Chameleon. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember that. I still think it's a beautiful tool, but it's a mobile tool that would be do anything for anyone, anywhere, anyhow, disconnected or connected. It was a mass, it's a chameleon. It would change its skin based on what you wanted to do. A lot of, a lot of <laughs> money and time went into that, right? So, so here's- That's an education, well, right? You pay for your education Oh, though, hell right? yes. And, and so I, I think about this in the sense, when you market something that says, I can be anything to anyone, anywhere, anytime, nobody's interested because it's not, doesn't speak to them. Right. And so if I, if I had spent a tenth of the time, I'm, I'm serious, a tenth of the time developing a mobile tool that just helped you see your fiber, Right. I'd be done. I'd have sold it <laughs> right out of the gate. And people say, oh, that's a mobile tool for fiber. I know exactly what I need to do. Wow. You know, but we could not give it away. <laughs> and and so as now we have what's called 3GS Mobile. We don't call right. it Build Express Chameleon. And 3GS Mobile is very focused. It's, and it, it's great. It sells like crazy because it's a fiber fiber documentation tool for the field, period, Fabulous. end of story. Fabulous. But Field Express Chameleon, dadgummit, <laughs> as, as, as Bobby Bowden would say, dadgummit, it, it, it was everything to everybody and it, everybody should have it. You should have it on your phone right now. <laughs> but no, it, it just, that, that's one of those little lessons you go, holy crap. Right. Well, you know, we always look back and we figure out how we could have made better decisions. But it, I, I always like to ask that question because I think there's some great nuggets in there for, for all the vendors out there. And and thanks so much for joining us oh, today. Sure. You know, Tom, I wish you and 3JS all the best in SSP Innovations now also. Yeah, it's a great parent. Please say hello to Sky for us. And uh, you have a great show. I certainly will, Brad. Take care. Enjoyed it. And give my best to Pete. I, haven't talk, I talked to Pete just the other day. I He's will do. Guy. Thanks so much. Right, cheers. Bye-bye.